0: Welcome to Locked On the NFL, your daily podcast on the National Football League, on the number one daily sports podcast network, talking quarterbacks on today's show, which quarterbacks peak we would take, and if some young quarterbacks have entered that conversation. And speaking of young quarterbacks, the 2018 class, our expectations there going forward. Today's episode of Locked On NFL is brought to you by Built Bar. Remember, promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first box of Built Bars at builtbar.com stock up on the peanut butter flavor. If you build your own box there and flavor, I recommend Matt, do you have a favorite flavor of built bar?
1: That's certainly a good one, but I was sitting here thinking that my family hasn't, er, and myself included, hasn't had normal life with built bar in our life. And that's, what's going to be really convenient. Like I, I was always like drive down to the steeler facility and I'd grab something on the way out. Cause it's an hour ride. And like, I didn't have built bars back then because we've been in lockdown. I'm going to be grabbing those left and right when the world opens up and I have less time on my hands.
0: Time is a big factor, and and that's what really helps with that quick snack, high protein, low sugar. You feel good about it. It's nice to stock up on things that you can feel good about if you go grab it. And that's that's been my problem in quarantine, too, is just opening up the fridge, opening up the the cabinet, (laughs) the pantry, the liquor cabinet. It's like I'm in. I'm home. I'm bored. Work is done. What do I do? I go to food. Like food and beverages is, is where I go. And I, and I haven't been going outward and working out as much, especially in the last month. I think post-draft is really where this has hit me because usually I'm holed up and I'm watching all kinds of stuff and I'm really entrenched in draft mode. Post-draft now, and it's been almost a month, like I don't I don't know what to do with myself anymore.
1: Yeah, I definitely have more idle time post-draft. And, I'm, and, you, and back then I'd be like, well, I'll just watch another corner. I'll read about a safety. There's always another guy to check out. Or there's a lot going on around the league. You know, right now there there isn't. And it's like, well, you know, what else am I going to do? And the one thing I have noticed, like I'm sure my family overall is spending less money during this time, but not at the grocery store. I mean, I'm at the grocery store. I'm the only one that goes to the grocery store. I'm there three times a week and every bill's a lot.
0: Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, the the grocery runs are crazy. So make it easy. Go to builtbar.com, build a box, put a bunch of peanut butter flavor in there. But there are 15 other amazing flavors, eight chocolate with nuts, eight nut-free flavors, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high high in fiber, lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat for you health-conscious folks. And again, that peanut butter flavor, 20 Grams of protein, only 170 calories, three grams of sugar, three grams of net carbs. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Man, yeah, I got to get outside more. Invent new things to do not at home.
1: But I think the world's promising, though. I think it's starting to come around and it is, you have yeah. more optimism than I remember.
0: More optimism. People are gonna start pushing it too because and i i feel that it's like okay, i i gotta do something right it's like i can't mm-hmm. i just can't stay in here anymore like this <laughs> right. and i wonder if some things changed that will will stay i wonder if some folks were like look oh, i yeah. like working from home let's do this twice a week but not every darn day
1: right like my wife works downtown pittsburgh at pnc bank and Um, before all this, she would be home two days a week. Now she works home from five days a week. And I think the bank in general, or at least her department, this is like her talking about offensive guard play. So it's a little out of my league. Don't get me wrong. But I think they're getting the point like, we really don't have to come in this much. We're we're getting just as much done now as ever and save you an hour commute back and
0: forth. I wonder if teams, NFL teams, draft process, if they learn something that they will continue to do now that they never did before if the league is learning some things about so if, if you can mold both of those things with the ability to be close and be normal and then uh, virtual things that maybe could help your life rather than be a crutch for your life
1: agreed agreed so i always say i mean when it, history shows that i mean that when there's tragedy that takes place there are a lot of innovations and progress that happens during those times too
0: Okay. Progress. That's a great keyword that ties into the quarterback conversation that we're going to have on today's show. And we were um, reminded of some great past seasons by quarterbacks because of a question that we didn't hit on yesterday's Twitter Thursday, but it sparked our conversation today. And it was sent by a listener that goes by the name of JDS, a frequent listener and tweeter into the show. He says, was peak Rogers better than what Mahomes is doing right now? And that sort of sparked a different idea from us off the air. And so we're going to address that question. We want to look back at some of the all-time great seasons, because if you're just talking Rodgers-Mahomes, what about some other quarterbacks? Would you rather have them at their peak than either Rodgers and Mahomes- And then uh, also continuing our conversation from earlier in the week with quarterbacks, we looked at rookie and second-year breakout quarterbacks. There's that 2018 class that I think we should get into and talk about, and so many quarterbacks in that class, and look ahead at some of those guys if we have time. So let's just start, first of all, with JDS's question here. Who do you take, Matt? Peak Rogers or Peak Mahomes? Or Mahomes Rogers. right now. Mahomes right now. And maybe we haven't seen right. Mahomes yet, which is scary.
1: Good good question. I mean, I, I do think Mahomes is still ascending, which is scary. But I think that, I mean, it's close. The talent for both is remarkable. I think there's a little recency bias with any of these conversations. Don't forget how awesome Rodgers was for an extended stretch. I mean, Go watch their Super Bowl win over the Steelers, and you will, your job will drop. I mean, and that's what he did on a weekly basis. So I'm going to go Rodgers. And I think people that have followed me for these 15 years I've been in the media know that I like to remind them that, hey, Mahomes was my number one quarterback coming out. But the thing I say about Rodgers, and if we were picking up teams, if we lined up all the great Hall of Fame quarterbacks or 2B Hall of Fame quarterbacks, including Mahomes, I think Rodgers would probably end up on my team, you know, because what I always say about him, and this goes for his entire career, but especially his peak, is Rodgers' highlight tape. It's as good as Mahomes. It's as good as anyone's. I mean, it's an awesome array of great throw after great throw after great throw. But what's different from him than especially a Favre or somebody like that his low light tape has like nothing on it. I mean, he never turns the ball over. So I think when you factor in the highs and the minimal lows, I'll take Peak Rogers maybe over anyone, but I'm open to the fact that Mahomes is maybe going to crash that party.
0: It's pretty remarkable. And I'm looking at statistics here and I'm trying to figure out which season is peak Rodgers because he had an extended peak. And I think that the peak is over. I think we can agree on that. But looking at 2011, the year he put up, and yardage wise, and we're going to talk about some all time seasons later in this podcast, but yardage wise, his best output was 2011, 4,600 yards. uh, And it was the only season in his career he had over, he averaged over 10 air yards per attempt, 10.5 air yards. 122.5 A hundred and twenty-two and a half quarterback rating, which was his peak, I and mean, just a phenomenal season for Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, and he quarterbacks his way to uh, sitting on week sixteen, but fourteen and one for the first fifteen weeks of the season. If you're a quarterback record guy nearly 70 percent completion percentage of 45 touchdowns to six interceptions and you mentioned that that ratio of touchdown to interceptions which is probably his greatest asset and he makes some awesome throws and out of structure and in structure but I think it's not making the mistakes while also making big plays is the thing I would point to for Aaron Rodgers
1: yeah and Mahomes has more of that than I thought like whenever he came out I mean, again, he was my number one quarterback and whenever that season after he sat, you know, last year, go 2018, this time of year, I said a bazillion times, boy, the Chiefs are going to be the most fun team to watch in the league. It's going to be such a roller coaster. Mahomes is going to make so many big plays, but he's going to make so many mistakes and his mistakes are much fewer than I expected. I mean, that's that's one of the best things I could say about him, too, because, I mean, anyone can see the wow plays, which are remarkable, but he has not had many low lights either.
0: And really, if you adjust, so that was seven years ago, 2018 to uh, Mahomes breakout year in 20, tw- yeah, 2011 to Mahomes breakout year in 2018, his second year mm-hmm. last year. Obviously, he was banged up quite a bit and didn't put up as spectacular numbers, even though his season was just as good, ending in a Super Bowl win better in, in that regard. but. Looking at Mahomes' peak year in 2018, statistically, 50 touchdowns to 12 interceptions, to your point there. Not making a ton of mistakes, but still making big plays. But his air yards per attempt was a yard less than Rodgers in 2011, Mm. 9.6. And you think of Mahomes with this big arm and all these big plays and out of structure and making big things happen. Rodgers did that too, and I think that's something that people might forget, that big plays were there with Aaron Rodgers, with uh, what he is able to do down the field with that arm talent. Uh, As crazy as Mahomes' arm talent is, Rodgers is is right there, like with what kind of throws he can. Oh make. yeah. So,
1: and, and, and including the, the accuracy of the crazy throws too. I mean, yes. so I, I, I don't know that anyone has a better highlight film of throws, especially out of structure than Rogers.
0: If you're looking for rest of career, I I'd be willing to say Mahomes is going to be there over Rogers with, with what his peak could be with what we've seen already so early. Cause look, um Rodgers hadn't even played yet at Mahomes age in the NFL right which is crazy so uh, he might have gotten on the field for some snaps but he was 25 before he even started started games in Green Bay his fourth season so he sat for three years for the most part and Mahomes right now is going into his age 25 season which was Rodgers first year as a starter so some very interesting stuff there with that conversation you take Rodgers I would take peak Rodgers season over peak Mahomes but I, I again. If I'm, ta- if I'm betting on if Mahomes has more seasons that I would take and more peak that I would take over Rodgers, I'd probably put it there. But we've already seen the extended peak from Rodgers, which was amazing, and I'm not going to throw that away.
1: No, and it's crazy because every offseason, there's young quarterbacks people are unbelievably excited about. Like, frankly, one year ago, and we'll get to the 2018 class, Baker Mayfield was the next coming. I mean, and... He took, I mean, he took it. He's not the next coming. We'll talk about him specifically. But every year, I mean, this year is a true lock, people are excited about Kyler Murray. Most of the time, you're wrong, you know, in terms of are they gonna be an all-time great after one year or so? But Mahomes, more than anyone that I can that I really watched as a professional analyst, I would put that chip on that this isn't the fluke. This guy is skyrocketing towards one of the best we've ever seen.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so when looking at now Mahomes and Rodgers Peaks, let's dip back into some other peak seasons and some other quarterbacks and see if there's some other guys we might even take over those two next. Matt, off the air when we were... Looking at this question and then we brought up other quarterbacks and and you brought up Marino and his Marino's early career was before my time. And I don't remember watching it. And I started seeing late 80s, early 90s Marino, which was still very good. And and again, an extended peak for Dan Marino. But I was blown away. I did not remember how amazing his second year of his career, looking at how things could go for Patrick Mahomes, his second year, 1984, which he led his team to a Super Bowl in Miami. Five the first ever five thousand yard season for a quarterback. This is nineteen eighty four, mind you. Right, he had fourteen and two, five thousand eighty four yards, forty eight touchdowns and seventeen interceptions. An absurd season, over three hundred yards per game. I, I didn't realize, and I knew he had had some amazing seasons, and I remember seeing him throw darts out there uh, later in the eighties and into the nineties. But that was a crazy season for its time.
1: Yeah, and exactly what you said. We finished recording yesterday, and then you said something along the lines of, "Oh, there's a really good tweet here. I wish we would have got of you know the Rogers Mahomes one." And then, it, and then it triggered something in my mind, going, "Oh, that, that reminds me a conversation I've been wanting to have on the air is, does anybody, people even preferably older than us? I mean, I'm 46, and uh, people that can really remember back, do you remember any quarterback that you were as confident in after at Mahomes's age?" That took the league by storm to this degree of what's going on in Kansas City, and I immediately said, Danny M was that guy too. I mean, Danny M made Shula throw the ball like crazy. I mean, he he squared off against Montana in that Super Bowl and lost. And everyone in the world was, oh, he'll go to the next five. Don't worry about it. That guy's going to end up with six rings. He might be the best quarterback in the league already. The way he throws the football is utterly remarkable, and. I often say if he would have played in the Manning Brady era, Danny would have every passing record available. You know, playing 84 doesn't help your longevity and the beatings you take, and, you know, your receivers getting destroyed over the middle of the field and all those type of things. But he's the only one I can remember that burst onto the scene at a level like Mahomes.
0: And it's another reminder about the peak we talked about because Mahomes is shining bright right now. And uh, it's it's an awesome trajectory, but where does he peak out? How does the ups and downs of a career go? How does he adjust to the adjustments that are obviously going to come for the Kansas City Chiefs offense? And a lot of things can happen in a career, and injuries can happen. And looking at Dan Marino's career, that was his peak, and he was really good for a long time, but he never put up numbers like 1984 for the rest of his career. Uh, and again, fantastic arm strength. There are some similarities there to young Marino and young Patrick Mahomes.
1: Right. And it's interesting because by no means was Marino's career disappointing. I mean, he's a top 10 quarterback all day long. I would even have him noticeably higher than that, but don't take anything for granted either. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of, when you look at Mahomes going forward, you think, boy, he's going to be an all-time great. He's going to go to every pro bowl. He's going to lead his team to a lot. Yeah. But I mean, we thought the exact same thing about Marino and if, Mahomes has an equal career to Marino. Everyone in the world would be like, wow, that's awesome. But deep down, you might be like, wow, I thought he might win five or six Super Bowls. You know, like it's kind of a cautionary tale as well.
0: The crazy thing about the damn Marino season in 1984, first of all, it was 10 years before Patrick Mahomes was even born. And that number yardage wise, I'm just looking at yards per season right now, all time. It's still a top 10 number all time. And when you compare it to the era and what was going on at the time, uh, I'm looking at all the, the best seasons ever for yardage thrown. Okay. Every season in the top 22 happened since 2010, except for Dan wow. Marino, 1984. The next, the, the only one that's outside of earlier than 2010, the next one after Marino at, at number 10 overall is Kurt Warner's season in 2001. The rate of show on turf, uh, 4,830 yards. When Dan Marino, though, in 1984 put up those 5,000 yards, he made Dan Fouts, who's 26 overall, second all-time with 4,800 yards in a season with the Eric Coriel, 1981, San Diego Superchargers. And and then you keep going down after that, and 1980, Dan Fouts again, and we're getting into the 40s, 50s overall and still nobody's season before that. So basically the top 50 all-time all happened in the 2000s and the only guys in there are... Dan Marino, and Dan Fouts. So it's pretty crazy what they were doing at that time.
1: It's funny, while you were talking about that, I was thinking of who are the best quarterbacks we've seen lately or really in the history of the game. And, you know, we mentioned Rodgers. He sat on the bench for a while to start his career. Drew Brees gets, you know, he doesn't even stick with his original team. I mean, he they draft the guy over him, basically, in Rivers. I mean, so he was not exactly lighting the world on fire or you don't make the rivers pick guys like Aikman and Peyton Manning go first overall to bad teams and have horrendous rookie years. You know, I mean, they learned a lot, but they were not good players at that point or elevating those around them. I mean, Brady is an obvious one that you know he didn't burst on the scene. I mean, he came out of nowhere, but was given things slowly and he was not you know, just handed the job by any stretch of the imagination. Young had to sit behind Montana. You know, Montana started a little bit slow as well. I mean, go back to the 70s, Bradshaw's career started extremely slow. Staubach was in a rotation with Craig Morton. You know, like, not, very few of these all-time greats. Favre was a falcon. You know, like, most of these guys, the first couple of years, weren't so strong, you know. And we're going to talk about this 2018 class, I'm going to say some bad things about Allen and Mayfield and those guys, but that doesn't mean they can't turn it around in year three and four, like a lot of these guys I just mentioned that are all-time greats.
0: Absolutely. The development path is not linear for especially NFL quarterbacks. And just real quick to to sort of wrap up this part of the conversation. um, So we've talked Rodgers and Mahomes. We would both take peak Rodgers just because we've already seen an extended peak from Rodgers. You talk about extended peaks. I think Tom Brady, has got to be number one still, even though maybe numbers wise, although he does still have the top, uh, the number three all time season for yards, which is five thousand two hundred and thirty five. Hmm. Um, so Tom Brady would be one easily. Uh, Peyton Manning still has the best season. Fifty four hundred and seventy seven yardage wise in 2013 in Denver. Drew Brees, the only one that has multiple five thousand yards seasons, and he's got one, two, three, four, five of them, six of them. Six of the top no, no, five of them, yeah, but six of the top fifteen seasons all time yardage wise. So I would still take probably if we're taking prime quarterbacks, Brady, Manning, then Rogers or Breeze is tough for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, what's remarkable and it really stands out not this isn't a knock on Rogers, but it really stands out with Breeze Manning Brady, is when you talk about peak year, it's really about a dozen years. You know what I mean? Like it's a really long plateau of excellence,
0: and that that makes me think. Okay, what about because one of those was Drew Brees' age thirty seven season. Manning was age thirty seven. Roethlisberger had a a five thousand yard season at age thirty six. Can there be another quick rise at the end of Rogers' career? Because he's talking about playing into his forties.
1: Oh, I absolutely think it's possible. I don't know that it's in Green Bay, though. I just don't know that the team is going to play that way.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, you have to be allowed. And and look, I'm just looking at at yards, and there's a lot of other things that go into being a great quarterback and being um, a a high-level passer in the NFL. But um, it's an interesting conversation there. Yeah, and and I would not be surprised if Patrick Mahomes is the guy at the end of the day where we're saying, yeah, I'll take him over Rodgers and maybe over Breeze and, and Manning and Brady. Who knows? But still, I think it's possible, gotta, and that's amazing to say. Yeah, it's amazing to even put that out there. But again, early in his career, you had said the same thing about Marino. Again, not a disappointing career for Marino, but it didn't, it didn't take off. And he doesn't have a bunch of rings on his fingers weighing down his hand. No,
1: I wanted to mention Elway though too because oh, yes,
0: I forgot about Elway. I'm glad you brought him up.
1: I don't know that anyone came in the league as a more surefire stud prospect i mean luck is in that converse i mean he's he's lebron coming out as the first pick in the draft i mean he's the easy first pick in the draft no matter what year he came out and i think there was a misconception that he wasn't super successful until the t davis running the ball years and i like to dispute that often because he went to a lot of super bowls with I want everyone to pause the podcast and, and tell me who was the, the, the supporting cast for Elway his first 10 years or so. And people might say, oh, the three amigos. Name me the three amigos off the top of your head. <laughs> None of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Like, he had very little around him, and Elway was a total stud and made throws nobody else made. Don't forget about that guy.
0: Absolutely. And then you start talking – because. When you take statistics out of it, you got to start looking at Joe Montana, who I would put number two all the time after Tom Brady and uh, Steve Young would be up there. And you're when you're playing in a different system and not really standing back and, and chucking it as much and collecting big stats, you know, so, some seasons get lost. And again, comparing eras, it makes it a little bit more difficult, which is why the Marino season stands out to me and just blows me away.
1: It's about the most amazing season I think in NFL history. You know, and, and he passed the eyeball test too. I mean, just the level of throws and the release and all that stuff too. Last little nugget, and this will make Brady fans mad at me, and I don't mean to be, <laughs> but imagine a world where Brady was a Packer and Rogers was a Patriot. You know, what I mean, like mm, yeah, R- Rogers and Belichick together. Holy cow,
0: that would have been a lot of fun. Absolutely, and seeing seeing Rodgers unleashed with Randy Moss for a season, right? Yeah, that's good I mean, stuff. So
1: okay. I knock on Brady, but just just do that those comparisons once in a while. Like I say that once in a while. Like, what if Mahomes and Russell Wilson switch places right now? They both would be awesome, but Wilson would be. I mean, his his numbers would spike by fifty percent.
0: Or what if Mahomes didn't get drafted in Kansas City? Didn't have Alex Smith mm-hmm. to help him out for a year? Didn't have Andy Reid? What if? What if Mahomes was drafted by the Browns?
1: Right, right, right. And I think he's special no matter what,
0: but it wouldn't be this good. And We got to talk 2018 quarterbacks, though. Let's get to that class next. Today's episode of Locked On NFL is brought to you by Build Bar. Remember, with promo code Locked On, get $10 off your first box of Build Bars at buildbar.com. Little reminder for those of you out there who might have forgotten how the 2018 draft went. And uh, it could (laughs) have, what we're learning now is it potentially could have gone Seattle Seahawks selecting Josh Allen number one, if you believe (laughs) those rumors. But uh, it was the Cleveland Browns that did not trade the pick. They stayed at number one. They selected Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma. The next quarterback was the Jets at three. I thought there was going to be more movement at the top, by the way. And the Giants, I still, I'm looking at this draft and thinking, man. They took a running back between all these quarterbacks at number two. That's a that's a ballsy move there, uh, as good it as Saquon Barkley is and as amazing of a prospect as he was. Uh, number three overall to the Jets was Sam Darnold out of USC. Then it was Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, pick seven out of Wyoming. Josh Rosen at 10 out of UCLA. And I'm missing one more quarterback. Where are we at?
1: That Lamar Jackson, Lamar. Jackson guy. Oh, there it was.
0: Yeah, Lamar Jackson all the way. Down. I, had to, I had to keep scrolling. It wasn't even on my screen. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore traded back in and after taking a tight end earlier in the round. So it's funny because Baltimore gets so much credit, right, for drafting Lamar Jackson. They had another first round pick. They took a tight end that they just traded away. Hayden Hurst at 25 came back. Lamar Jackson, the last selection in round one out of Louisville. So let's focus on those first round quarterbacks, Matt, and let's start at the top. Baker Mayfield, again, looked like his star was going to shine bright a certain trajectory and how quickly that can change.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's my take quickly on Mayfield. Is He played like eight games or so to finish up his rookie season. And lit the, everyone thought, wow, this guy's the second coming. And then that offseason, he was the hottest name in the world. And I cautioned people because during those eight games, and this is a little bit of the Drew Locke thing that we have going on too, take it into context that their season was shot. The, the number – the teams they played against were very weak. I mean, it was a forgotten point of the season almost for some of those teams. Not that they're not trying hard. I'm not downplaying it. But one thing about Mayfield that really stood out then negatively that has not gone away are the turnovers. I mean, he fumbles the ball in the pocket a lot. He struggles to see over bigger bodies, and he puts the ball in harm's way as a passer quite a bit. So, you know, they hire Freddie Kitchens and – You know, install him as the man last year, which I thought was putting too much on the young guy's plate. Like he's the face of the franchise as a second year player and still it's a work in progress. And the thing I've been hearing about what happened last year, which makes perfect sense is I think a lot of people looked at Mayfield and thought Johnny Manziel, you know, they're, they kind of look the same, they're shaped the same. They're the same dimensions. They're both out of the big 12 early pick from the Browns. They're brash and loud spoken off the field, but Mayfield doesn't play like Manziel at all. I mean, Manziel's a play, run around with a chicken with your head cut off. I mean, Mayfield needs structure. He needs you know a a foundation of the offense, and the Browns didn't have that at all last year. So, I think that Stefanski hire, Ad Conklin, Wurfs, Hooper, could really pay off for him.
0: And I don't think we need to talk much about Lamar. We both love him. If we redrafted this, he would be number one. I think that's pretty easy with what he can do and what arm talent he has and doesn't get the credit he deserves as a passer and what he could continue to be as a passer. So no problems there. Uh, I, I love the outlook for Lamar Jackson going forward as he develops. One thing that strikes me, though, looking at statistically, Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold, most people would think, oh, Mayfield has played much better and has been much better. They have nearly identical statistics across the board except for uh, yardage Baker Mayfield's averaging about a yard more per attempt and uh, has more yardage but touchdown to interception ratio both not great both throwing too many interceptions yeah. win loss record which is a big one Baker Mayfield career is 12 and 17 he was 6 and 10 last year Sam Darnold had a winning record he was 7 and 6 starting games last year he's 11 and 15 overall here's the other thing though Sam Darnold turns 23 in a few weeks in June Baker Mayfield's already 25 years old. There's a big difference in age there, which is one of the things that that Baker Mayfield had over all these quarterbacks. He was two years older than all of these either true juniors or redshirt sophomores that year in the draft. So projecting the other guys was a little bit harder. Mayfield, you knew a little bit more about what you were going to get because if what if Sam Darnold and, and Josh Rosen and Lamar Jackson, what if they were in college for two more years and were in the 2020 draft instead of the 2018 draft?
1: Yeah, I mean imagine what kind of prospect they would have been with that much refinement. Um, I'm a, if we were doing a draft of what quarterback would you take from now until, you know, they they hang it up. Of course Mahomes would be one, Lamar would be two, but I'd have Darnold higher on the list I think than many would. And I think he hasn't had a lot going for him. I'm glad you mentioned his age and i mean I mean in terms of supporting cast and changing systems offensive line when I say he didn't have a lot going for him, and he will always kind of, he's a risk taker he puts the ball in harm's way and probably always will, but I think there's a lot there to work with, and I'd be shocked if he doesn't really show that this year
0: Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen and Josh Rosen. We talked about him yesterday a little bit, and he's just been a comp- uh, complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play yeah. Uh 12 touchdowns to 19 interceptions below 55% passing. And uh, I was reminded by one of our listeners, actually uh, let's see, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Anyway, I lost who it was, but um, oh, uh- they reminded us that Rosen, I'd said that he's going to get us the a, an offensive coordinator for the for the second year in a row for the first time in his career, that's not the case because they moved to J- Chan <laughs> right. Kaylee now in uh, in Miami. So still not yeah. uh, the same offensive coordinator for two straight years for Josh Allen, or Josh Rosen, excuse me, which is rough. But um, It is. Anyway, yeah. And we've
1: talked a little bit of Rosen lately, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3 in that, He's getting away with being a playmaker with some Cam Newton to him, you know, making things happen. But he, if he isn't a better passer soon, there's going to be rumblings. And I'm not saying Jake Fromm's going to take his his job from him, but Fromm couldn't be any more different. And what's re- kind of remarkable about Allen is so, he is so gifted and he got better. I thought this past year, which is encouraging with the, anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league
0: it's crazy because it's awful the 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 reason you like a Josh Allen is because of what he can do chucking the ball right and get down the field and in that kind of offense you want to run the ball a lot and then you can run some play action get deep make some big plays but he's not accurate down the field and his completion percentage had to climb just to get to 58 percent last year and 20 touchdowns to nine interceptions. So still a lot of room to grow for Josh Allen, but his athleticism, his arm strength, the team that's around him gives him the opportunity to allow him that time to develop the rest of that arm talent. And he's got a crazy arm too. I mean, there, there's some, there's oh, some yeah. dudes that can flat throw like Chuck it in the NFL right now. It's, it's absurd.
1: And, and I think the bills know it. I mean, they've built the system and his support system very strong that he can come along slowly. And he is showing promise.
0: And obviously with Lamar Jackson, just wrap this up. It looks different, but man, efficiency. He's got the highest completion percentage of all these quarterbacks, the best touchdown to interception ratio, 42 to nine for his career. Now over 66% completion percentage last year, yards per attempt is good. Um, Obviously the way he plays, it allows some, some bigger windows and, and, some easier throws, I think, but man, Lamar Jackson's so fun to watch. And I, the thing with him is, I, I just cross my fingers. I want that development as a passer, and I want to see him run the ball less and less because I don't want to see him get hurt. Because there's a 100% injury rate in the NFL, right? And if the more he carries the ball, the more he gets hit. And he's really good at not taking hits too. But it only takes one because I want to see what his peak passing ability can be.
1: Me, me too. And I think he's extremely tough and extremely competitive. And is, and you know, he he. Um, We'll handle play through injuries and whatnot. But I also think his rushing attempts will start to drop. I mean, I bet he set his, his career record last year.
0: And again, development curves are not linear. So a lot to be determined with all of these guys. And that includes Patrick Mahomes and maybe even Aaron Rodgers, who's not done. And what we're learning about what quarterbacks can do into their 40s. It'll
1: be interesting for sure.
0: All right, we'll be back Monday. More guests next week. Of course, another Twitter Thursday. You can start getting those questions early if you'd like. To me, at BD Peacock on Twitter. To Matt, at Williamson NFL. Talk to you then right here, Locked on NFL.